Can't for my win. I need my hands. This life is real. Can't play pretend. Came off the fence. I get it in. I get it in. I get it in. Came for my win. I need my hands. This life is real. Can't play pretend. Came off the fence. I get it in. And welcome to another episode of the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. Joining you here, January 1st, 2023. Tyler did not mess that up. Got that right off, that, right off the get-go there. It's a good start to the new year, right? Get the date for game day, right? Very uh, impressive. How did it roll off the tongue? Like I said below, we're joining you live here for the first time here on the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports uh, Podcast. Uh, part of the Variety Sports Network here. Tyler, Sunday morning. What's going on? How you doing? Doing well. Uh, I didn't make it to midnight. I couldn't do it. How'd that roll off the tongue? The 2023 was it natural or is it? Uh, I was weird? thinking about. I always think about like the weird glasses people wear. With that you know, like the glasses people wear. Like I uh, can't really do you know, like the 2000. They had the two circles over the eyes. And they, where you ever know, oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I always think. I can't do anything special with that. <laughs> no, there's nothing. <laughs> No, we made it to midnight. My kids made it way too easily to midnight of that. Too. <laughs> we had the little sparkly apple cider at the our little tradition at midnight. So if you don't make it to midnight, you obviously don't even do a tradition. It's funny. Some people actually kind of like treat New Year's like it's a big deal, right? New Year's mm-hmm. Eve, like they'll stay, you know, they'll make make party plans, love people over, and all that stuff. And then there's some people that are like, yeah, I don't even care less. New Year. Like I just get, the guy I was talking to the other day, just like, no, the New Year to me is just a reason to be more motivated. Like, I go to bed early, ready to run in the morning. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> I was like, not most people, but that's, yeah, that's, that's why with it. Uh, but like I said, we're here live with you on uh, Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. Tyler, a uh, lot to get into this week. Uh, we got, you know, we'll touch on a little bit on the Niners Raiders here, that matchup, a few other little NFL things. We got some funny winners and losers uh, for the day, but, you know, for the most part, uh, I got to ask you right off the gate. We had Christmas last week on the podcast. Did you get a jersey by chance for Christmas? <laughs> no jersey for Christmas. Speaking of holidays, happy birthday, Mom. Uh, yeah. You, she turned uh, – that's a woman's secret, um, her age. Uh, just happy birthday. Uh, Christmas was fun. And then as far as New Year's goes, I know you didn't ask, but it's one of the most overrated holidays as far as I – as an adult, it's just, just – I don't get it. I don't – like celebrated it like time isn't stopping for anyone what is it? time doesn't it's not even a thing it's something like that just is i don't it's know just a, it's like gravity it's just there and you can't do anything about it <laughs> why like are we gravity. celebrating that like a month changes i don't know yeah that's i funny. hate new year's eve i think it's, it's overrated funny. i like that you get a day off from work though that's a the one thing I kind of liked about it was like a family tradition. Like we went to Cricklewood and played the game of life. That was like our one thing. So I do remember, I do have that memory. And then obviously with my mom's birthday being on January 1st. So I got to shout her out as well. So happy birthday to my mom. Uh, big follower of the podcast. We got to get her on here one of these days here. Maybe to talk a little Warriors one of these days here. So uh, happy birthday, Bob. Love you. Uh, no, she's a big supporter of us here. So I'm sure she's watching as well. So Tyler, with that said, uh, let's get right into it. We got a lot of, uh, I felt like college football was kind of like what caught my attention just right away. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes during the week, but then yesterday, just two crazy games. We don't talk a ton of college football this place, but when you have two games like that on a Saturday, anything that stood out to you for like, did you watch the games first of all? Did you really watch some of them? But, you know, what stood out to you? I watched both of them. They were yeah. just exciting games. It wasn't the 
most well-played games, I'd say, but or at least the first one wasn't. Uh, the TCU game, I just was shocked at how much they dominated the line of scrimmage. I thought Michigan would just be able to run the ball at will and get a huge pass rush and just overwhelm them, and it just wasn't the case. TCU dominated them, if it was anything. And the next game was just a classic. I think Ohio State uh, – um, Ohio State – who they Georgia was this oh, yeah. all time an all timer with two like blue bloods and not blue because their colors aren't blue but like two of the premier college football programs going at it. Uh, yeah. Um, before uh, before we dive too well, actually, let's just stay with it. Yeah, the other thing that caught my attention about with the games yesterday was the like I was thinking about the playoffs because they're going to be expanded to eight teams, right? Like they're going to be expanded to eight teams in the playoffs. So I'm like, okay, well, this they said this was the first year. And it kind of feels that way that in the semifinals, there was two games that were both under seven points, right? And yeah. I was like, well, does that mean that if you expand it to eight, you're going to have just more blowouts? Like, I don't necessarily – like, you watch Alabama and people were kind of like yeah, – I saw you had a few funny tweets kind of trying to instigate people with that. Like, um, and like, but I mean, like, maybe Alabama because you're the five seed you're in there. But like the six, seven, eights – and most times the five seeds probably will get blown out, right? But the only reason they won't is because they're playing the four seed in the first round. You get my point. Yeah. Like, so there's like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, it's going to be like good games like this all the time. I just found that kind of fascinating. That was the first time in nine years that both yeah. games were that way. Yeah, they've been blowout. Or at least one game's always been a blowout. And then yeah. as far as the Alabama thing goes, I don't need another more of this. I don't like. I want the regular season to mean something. Like Alabama's going to get in every year. Georgia's going to get in every year. Ohio State's going to get in every year. If there's 18, or damn near every year. Like, if there's 18 playoffs, I just don't need that. I like the competitiveness that, like, some of these teams are going to get left out, and it's going to cause for more discussion and more, like, people talking about these, like, regular season. Where eight teams, people are going to be like, oh, now we're talking about whether Baylor and Iowa State some year are getting there. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Uh, I, know, I, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny that we had, like, college – that kind of part of it. I was like, man, there were eight teams, and then that was the first time it was that year. Like, that many close games. TCU, Georgia, that doesn't, like, really roll off the tongue. It found it funny, the guy from Cal, Sonny Dykes, is the coach at TCU, and he was there at Cal for four years, and he, like, he had, like, a, what, 15 and 19 record, and they fired him, and now he's at TCU. I think he, I think he was there when golf was there, but the records never was that great with them. And then he ends up going to the national champion. That's such a Pac-12 thing, too, right? Such a Pac-12. Did he get fired from Cal? Yeah, they fired him. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that, that someone would go to Cal and then is coaching in the national championship. And, and then Cal not even drops off right off the way there. Um, all right, let me go. Uh, let's kind of do the little segment here at the beginning here. I kind of jumped a little ahead, but a little uh, waking hot take here out in Northern California. What do you got? Is You got a little – you said you might have one. What do you got? I just how overrated New Year's Eve is was my hot take. It's like you go from the two greatest holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you go to this holiday. Like I said before, the timing of it just—it <laughs> just doesn't make sense. Why? Anyway, it's a celebration to me. That doesn't make sense. And, uh, like, <laughs> it is. But I get the traditions. If you have traditions, no, I got you. Have all the fun in the world. Like I am not going to knock anyone for having fun and like having family time. But it's you. not for me. I would be uh, playing uh, pickup basketballs. Uh, I not a, I don't recover as well. That's not a, that's my oh, uh, my gosh. That was ridiculous. Yeah, the last other day when we played, I couldn't. My feet were killing me. 
I was like, I was like, and then those guys, and then like William and some of the guys were playing younger, and like I was like, I was like, yep, just the strength. I was like, I just, I, I either got to get back into better shape, <laughs> or I'm not going to be playing the same anymore. I just thought that was kind of a funny little wake up call this week as well. So that's my little uh, hot take for the week. Uh, not really. Uh, that was kind of fun though. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. You actually still played pretty good played all right for not playing in like four years it's the most fun i've had played basketball probably five and a half years i actually like was enjoying myself while playing and i wasn't anything good i mean i was okay for not playing in that long but it was a lot of fun i, I want to do it again i can't wait for the open gym to be available again um so yeah it was just fun to get out there and play basketball and enjoy it again that's where like the football or like for me like just playing basketball like it makes me feel like i don't know it's just the mental health part of it. Like even Todd hit me up. He's like, he's like, man, thanks for opening the gym so we could do that. It was pretty, yeah, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, but hold on. But as far as recovery goes, my feet are still just throbbing. And I, I almost had to crawl into the bathroom the night after just from the pain in my feet. Like my muscles were fine. <laughs> and just the bottom of my feet were just absolutely spent. That's fun. Uh, all right. So before we get going on here, uh, before we move on to uh, NBA here, it is the new year here. Got to shout out uh, a few pods like what we always do. We always forget a few as well, but always like to shout out a few for the new year. So guys that kept us going, pods that kept us going, people that kept us going. Uh, as we're now, we're entering the 2023 year. Got to shout out our guys at the far end of the bench, do the talk of the gridiron with them. Appreciate them. Let's be real. Three the hard way. Let's be real. Had a good podcast as well yesterday. So check them out. Uh, like I said, the guys, three the hard way. They went live last week as well. Check their pod out as well. Our guy, DA, real deal. House of Hoops, our guy C. Henry, Out of Your Mind Podcast, Seventh Inning Stretch, uh, C. Wood, our BSing guys, Ryan, and all those guys have been good. Uh, Jason, and then, of course, some guys that don't do pods, but have uh, kept us going here, Ryan G., Ant, uh, Adam, Brian, all those guys that have joined on, joined in, and I know I'm forgetting a ton of other people, but uh, Jason. So those are a few other people that uh, you know kept us going here. So best of luck to them as well as their New Year journeys. Been listening, fun listening to their podcast as well. So with that said – we talked last week. One of the big parts of our podcast was uh, the Warriors Grizzlies preview. We now have results in a few games after. Uh, you know, let's kind of get into it uh, a little bit here. I don't know. The Warriors end up with the one twenty three one hundred nine victory, uh, like we said on Christmas Day. I don't know. What did you think? Here, what was your kind of your like kind of initial reactions from the game? Uh, you know, just it was had such a buildup, right? Because like we said, we knew we, we kind of like felt like we knew these people from Memphis, kind of been hearing their side of it as well. I said it was a big game for the Warriors. They could hold their, like, you know, kind of put their hat on this one. Got really chippy, as I'm sure we'll get into. Um, it was fun, though. What, what do you think? It just the atmosphere, the intensity of the game, it didn't disappoint. It was everything you wanted. Uh, the Grizzlies, other than Jaw, didn't really show up, which is unfortunate. So the game wasn't as good as it could have been. But I didn't realize how wrapped up I was. And watching this game, watching these two teams is just different. Like, even as a fan, I want them to beat the Grizzlies more than, like, when they play the Suns or they play the Pelicans. It just means a little bit more. And it's just yeah. fun. To, and it's just a fun matchup that has great players in it and good two great teams. I thought the – I thought let's go to your takeaways here as well. We'll talk about them more. I thought the thing that you found – I found interesting was, was Brooks as well. I had him down as one of my big takeaways as well when we get into it is just the angle. I have kind of – we'll get to mine too, but I have the angle of him and Green, that, what they bring to the table. Like 
I don't know if the rivalry would be quite the same without them in that regard. Like they just bring like this element that each fan base could easily just kind of like latch onto and hate. And they kind of like that role in it. So that, that was kind of, uh, you know, you want to expand on uh, your Brooks take and maybe the other one as well. Cause he has a hateable face I and mean, he just, his demeanor out there as, as a, not a grizzly fan, just like Draymond is for, and like you said, you compared the two, they're, kind of similar in that way that they just don't care about what anyone else thinks except for their own team. And they'll go lengths that some people would find dirty or annoying or like they hit, like what Draymond's done a ton of, like he's kicked people in the ball. He's like Steven Adams in the playoffs or he went and tried to punch LeBron when he was laying down and Dylan Brooks doing the Gary Payton thing. I know people in Memphis don't think it was dirty, but it seemed pretty dirty to me. As a non-Grizzlies fan, like they'll just go extra lengths to try and win a basketball game, and it. And as a Warriors fan, I absolutely hate Dylan Brooks more than any player in the NBA, and it's not really close at this point. Uh, it's funny because I bet most Grizzlies fans would, would say they hate probably Green up there. Yes, with exactly. Them. I know Pools on the list too. I think as well for a lot of people as well. Uh, <laughs> you have champion pedigree. Wiseman uh, plays the best game of his career. You want to give a quick thing on those? Yeah, as far as the championship pedigree, this is the Warriors without Stephen Curry. They had – and Jordan Poole comes out and plays his probably best game of the year until the Trailblazers game. And then Clay is playing like it's game seven of the NBA Finals. You know he wants this game. He's in people's faces. He's talking to it all game. And you could see the championship. They were, But they didn't lose control. They showed up. They were in control of their emotions while – exuding confidence in that championship pedigree. They'd never get scared. They're never going to back down. They've seen it all. So I just think the championship pedigree without Stephen Curry held them through it. And then Wiseman, he scored probably maybe two points, maybe no points, but he yeah, did he the thing he's going to have to do to, be, to get minutes. He was big team. finally, right? Exactly. He, he rebounded. He used his body. He threw his weight around. And he did it. So it was the best, like, for the for him to play minutes on the Warriors, that's the way he needs to play. Morant so actually had to worry about him when he drove a little bit, right? Like, there was a couple times where he drove, and I was like, my God, he stayed straight. You know what I mean? And he was able to get the rebound like Moody was. I was like, yeah, he does that. You know, it's a, they were talking about that on Three the Autoway. They were talking about, like, you know, guys that they possibly, like, in, like, possible trades, and Wiseman came up again. And I just don't – I just – maybe I, I don't feel like I've gone back and forth on him. I feel like the Warriors just need to keep him. I mean, it hasn't been a full season. I've always said given, like, trades they could do, but I just feel like his size is just something they just don't have. And, like, they just have – if he plays like that, that changes a few games. That's just the way I look Oh, at absolutely. It. Yeah, maybe he's not he's not good enough to guard the elites yet. But, you know, you know it's, it is what it is with that. So he's got to learn at some point. So I get, that's a good takeaway there. I got a few here too. I got the Green Dylan thing we talked about as well. Just the emotion, the hate, the, the just that extra joy. Six freaking technicals to get out of the game, right? Six. Are you kidding me? The Grizzlies get one on Brooks there, uh, of course. So they end up with seven. And I always say my Brooks take. I always feel like that one. I was, I was pretty. He just feels like John Stars from the nineties. He just has that like overshoot, you know, the kind of mentality that he's like just better than what he is, like. I don't know. I just, I just, who I think of every time I watch it. Um, All right. I have, I owe Mr. Jerome and Lamb Chop an apology. They've, they've been outperforming my rants at the beginning of the year and they deserved it. I still feel, but I was, I was frustrated. Jerome, maybe I feel like, I I feel like I haven't been as hard on him. He gets frustrated at moments when he sucks with his shots and it's like slow-mo out there, but (laughs) I do 
I do like his like pace to the game and that kind of stuff out there. Like I do understand like that part. Of, I do. I can see why Kurt likes it. Lamb Chop. It's been a little harder for me to come around on a little bit. Like he's just been. I don't know. Like he is what he is. He's either gonna make the threes or he's not. Like I feel like exactly. he's a decent rebounder. He's shown a little, a little bit more on defense than I thought he was capable of. I still worry about him in a big playoff series, but we'll see what happens with him as the time comes. I could see uh, out of all those guys, Jerome actually getting minutes in the playoffs. I don't know if, if Lamb Chop does. I'm, I'm a little bit more worried against some of the teams there. I don't know. That's how I feel. I think most of your uh, like anti Jerome and Lamb thing was the young guys not getting minutes and these guys taking their minutes more than who That's they true. are as players. Like Lamb actually could shoot a three in the beginning of the year. Then he went ice cold and he had a good year, game against Memphis. But I get like where you hated them and they showed up against Memphis. I hated him. I love that. I hate him. Well, they sucked. They were frustrated. Maybe not hate hate his but... I don't know. And then I got Dante. He stepped up, right? I feel like in, the, uh, in that game as well. Yeah, we'll see what happens with him. I thought there was a couple of weird plays that were on bonus there. Like, the, is that weird? The technicals I already mentioned a little bit. And then there was that weird foul, like the Grizzlies had too, or where I think like they fouled Wiseman, but Clay went to the free throw line. He shot the first one, and then they huddled up. They're like, oh crap! Let's just keep it where it is, I guess. And we'll, like, it's like a weird deal. Uh, and the other thing too was kind of the quotes going into this game. I thought there was some funny stuff. Uh, you know, beforehand, uh, Brooks had made the comments about wanting to guard uh, right Curry and st- uh, or not guarding Curry, guarding Thompson. Uh, you know, because Clay obviously ran his mouth a little bit at the begin- uh, at when they beat him last year. I thought Clay had some interesting comments after the game. Obviously, you know, saying I thought that it was premature talk. You can't talk. Dynasty, when you have a one before Thompson said, I don't think people realize how hard that is. I thought that was premature. Uh, you know, I just thought like all this made for just fantastic drama. Then Dylan Brooks comes back after the game and says, ref, let it happen. Brooks told, uh, told the reporters he was doing it all game and then referring to Thompson talking trash. Uh, it like how he did at the end of the game. Like that, will, he goes, he's doing it all game and then they want to catch that, catch the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? And that, that whacked me. Up calls, putting the wrong uh, a guy on the free throw line that should have been different refs. So Brooks went all out as well. Again, kind of playing to his public enemy number one uh, topics there. But I just thought that was funny, just like kind of going through it. Like uh, I don't know, those were our good, those were kind of our main takeaways from it there. But uh, I don't know, those were yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Chenzo, I don't want to look over real quick. I feel like he could be that GP too, if he scores like that, I don't think he can be ever be that quite that defender, but cause GPT has those, like, he just has a long, long arms, but he, you saw he could steal the ball from Lillard the other night. Like he actually brings something to the table, like offensively that could really help us in the playoffs. And he's pretty tough yeah. too. Yeah. He's a gamer. He wants in Villanova, right? He, I feel like he yeah, had he some good the, shots for them down the stretch. Yeah. And he was a, he was a top 10 pick. He had potential. Like he was supposed to be something and he's was good on the bucks. And then he got North hurt. Carolina. What was that? Was that North Carolina? What? Was that the North Carolina game that they won at the buzzer that he played in, maybe? I was trying uh, to think if that's the one he was. I think so. <laughs> Phil I think so. Now that, yeah. All right, go ahead, sir. But as Dante, he was bit, and then he stepped up big time against the Blazers. Like you mentioned, the steal, and then the three to ice it. He just and the, he started off slow, too, with because he got hurt, and he came back, and he wasn't, like, making an impact. And then – their role players have been good, and that's why they're winning games. And Don't they're at home, change. luckily. Don't but as far change. as that Dylan Brooks quote yeah. goes, yeah, that's why – don't cry about something. Like, 
talking trash when you've been talking trash all off season and then say, Oh yeah, I'll bring Clay on. Like <laughs> what do you expect him just to be like, Oh, good job. I appreciate the talk the trash talk. I don't know. It's just corny to me. I, 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 I don't get it. It's Let's keep it going here with uh, with a little bit more Grizzlies here. I got fill in the blank uh, first one here. Like we talked about Wiseman a little bit. Let's focus on Moody and Kaminga, who have also been uh, playing well uh, the last few games. Uh, what do you think as well? What do you think? Uh, what do you think for Wiseman, Moody, and Kaminga? Uh, blank for the for the Warriors the rest of the season. As far as Kaminga, he'll be the most important defender for the Warriors for the rest of the season. As far as like the best defender, that's obviously Draymond, but Kaminga guarding the point of attack, he's taken on the point guard, he's taken on the ball handler. And he's been doing that role. He's not like trying to be the scorer that he probably wants to be, but he's taking on the role that Steve Kerr needs to do. Maybe move from the three-point line. Yeah, three just his shot. athleticism is ridiculous. And if he can focus on defense, that's exactly what the Warriors need. Like Gary Payton gone, they needed a defender to step up and even send to it, I think, Kaminga. It being even bigger and longer will be his role for the what, rest of the season. What do you think of him on Moran a little bit? I thought that was good. I thought he pretty, he guarded Who, him. Kaminga? Yeah. Yeah, I love Kaminga guarding the ball up top, like having him get into the offense with the with the big guy. Like he's not yeah. small. He's like six eight. Two. No, I thought that was good. I think that's a good role for him. As far as Moody, I think he's going to be trade bait for the rest of the season. If anyone gets moved and they bring in, like, a Norman Powell, obviously the Clippers aren't going to trade Norman Powell. But, like, a player like that, it's going to be Moody who gets moved, and I think he's going to be the main piece of that. And then Wiseman's just going to be, the hopefully, the rim-running, rim-protecting big guy who can make a difference as a backup center for Looney and probably play just as many minutes as Looney. That's not those big minutes down the stretch. All right. that's I got uh... – Look at that analysis you get here on the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. Tyler, I got I got Wiseman, Moody, and Kaminga will be will bring more consistency for the Warriors the rest of the season. That's the thing I think they'll do. I think the rest of the season they're just going to be I feel like they're starting to find their groove a little bit more. I think they're going to be getting a little. It seems like maybe they'll get a little bit more minutes here from Curry. I like the way, like you mentioned, they're playing. Uh, the way Kaminga and Moody are being much more aggressive on the offensive end, which I think is helping them a little bit more on the defensive end as well. Um, so that's that's a good point there. All right, next one here. Let's go back to the Grizzlies real quick. Uh, Memphis ends up with the what seat here? What do you think? I mean, it's kind of an interesting Westwood conference. They're kind of in a – they beat the Pelicans last night. I wouldn't say they're struggling by any means. They're just maybe not playing their best right now that they – you know, but they got everybody back for the most part. I know Bain wasn't at his best on Christmas Day. What do you think about the Grizzlies? Uh, where do you think they'll end up? I think I mean I predicted in the beginning of the season they're going to be the number one seed. I I mean Denver's looking tough. We'll get into Jokic later in the podcast, but I still have them the number one seed. I think they're the deepest team in the West. Dives just spectacular. If they stay healthy, I think they have the like most talent top to bottom on in the West. So I still believe they're the number one seed. I got them as the number uh, two seed. That's where I think they'll finish. <laughs> I think this Pelicans or Suns will get them at it. We'll get them. Um, so I got them at the number two seed, uh, filling out there. All right, uh, last one here. Uh, the Warriors Grizzlies matchups blank in the NBA. What do you What do you got for that one? This is an interesting one. I have them as like a father son matchup when the son is getting just <laughs> as, as getting just as good as the dad, and probably maybe a little better. Other teams would probably. Like or other people could probably beat the dad more easily, but the dad yes. just has the kid's number, and now like playing one on one, he has the little tricks to beat 
the sun and it just that's what it reminds me of right now the Warriors just holding on and they just know how to beat the Memphis Grizzlies it's such a weird rivalry too like that's why I said I got the Warriors Grizzlies matchups brings the most real hate at the NBA some people might say well no Draymond and Green are good but yeah but there is an element of like these guys actually bring out the best like the Warriors don't do that to every other team like they don't they're not showing up players the way they're showing up players like Clay I don't. I don't think I've ever seen Clay more motivated to play a team. I think the combination of him being out for two years and then Brooks, who I think he knows he's way better than, but Brooks is not going to ever allow him to think that with the way he plays. And to Brooks' credit, he's always going to like, you know, he's always going to be a dog and play you really hard all the time. So that's you know that's going to be part of the game. And I like that part that Brooks brings trash talk and and but I don't know. I think it just brings the most real hate. I don't. I don't see a rivalry other than maybe the Suns Pelicans. And that one kind of seems a little more drama-filled at times. Like, I don't know where I see the real hate quite yet. I think the Chris Paul, Frankie Alvarado is pretty hateful. And, uh, I, I think it's different because I think these are better teams, like, further along in the process than the Pelicans. The Pelicans are very good. I think the Brooks good, Green thing makes it different, too. I think these guys are different than Paul and Alvarado. They're bigger. They have they talk bigger. They bark, you know, they, they bark bigger. They get thrown out of the games much more. Yeah, and then you have the jaw aspect where he's – a bigger name, a signature player in the NBA who isn't afraid to say something, and then Clay doing his thing. It's just deeper. So, yeah, I'd say it's a bigger rivalry, more yeah. hateful than the Pelican. But the single matchup of Alvarado versus Paul is uh, right there. Yeah, no. I got, all right, so that was a good – I feel like that was a good, like, just Christmas Day, like, kind of a little review there, Warriors, Grizzlies. Uh, a lot of good things that came out of the game. For the Warriors this week, though, they've been – they continue to play well after that um, – after that streak, they got four here in a row. I don't know. What do you think? Like, do you think they kind of got it pulled together here? They got pool. He's such a hot topic for a lot of people because, like, he, I think just the inconsistency he has at that scoring still. Um, and he gets a little flashy. He loses the ball, like that one movie he had last night with like yeah. a minute 14 left or something like that. He tries to go behind his back. I mean, a nice, a nice effort. Yeah. Like, in terms of that, like, probably would have worked if he would have got it. But, you know, the risky move at that point in the game. I don't know. He, they're down. 10 points with like four minutes left enter him and they go on and obviously the combination of him and green and clay but enter him and you go to an 18 2 run <laughs> if he ends up with 41 clay tops 31 i mean what do you what do you think of the warriors this week and maybe that game or anything else that stood out that blazers game they had no business winning i don't know how they pulled that off i thought it was over i was like man and they just weren't it did look good uh pool he's when he's scoring, he's great. But when he's not scoring, he gives you so little of anything else when he's not scoring because he's not the best playmaker. People aren't <laughs> respecting his shot. Like, he's not making his shot. So he's just so frustrated on that. I, like, I texted him. I was like, man, Poole's getting on my shit list. And then he goes on a week like this. It's like, oh, man, Poole's amazing. He's the next, like, closest thing to Steph we've seen. And then as far as the Warriors looking this week, they've played great, but they're at home. I want to see this on the road. That's when it will mean something to me. I expect this at home. They've been yeah. great at Chase Center. Speaking of Chase Center, shout out to Chase Center for showing up for a game. It was nice to see them have an impact. Um, but then Clay's getting it going. Draymond has hit multiple threes in like back-to-back games, which is very nice to yeah, see. Yeah, he's been really good. Threes. I'm very what impressed. With the hell, what the hell's happened with his shot all of a sudden? Like, I honestly never thought he would – we got to give him a little bit more credit. We were I was damn hard on him at the beginning of the year. And last year, like, you know, he got benched basically in that one game. Like, he's really actually played, like, 
how I mean, maybe he's not like that one year we got 14 points a game, but it feels like a day of lot times as he actually feel like he feels like actually a real offensive player out there at times. Yeah, like getting double digits isn't like there's no chance in hell. Like he actually is scoring ten points pretty regularly. It's not it's average, but it's not a shock. You're not like blowing your brains out. Go, wow, he scored ten points. This is a miracle. He's not just running QB tosses. Yeah, <laughs> screens at the top of the top of the key. Yeah, and he's hitting little floaters. Uh, the, the Warriors look good this week, but I want to see it on the road. That's when it'll mean something. Dante, Dante's the big team. What a shot. Dante, Dante and Wiseman. Those are the guys. Those are kind of the guys from this week. That and then Kaminga ripping the ball out of that guy's hand like he's a baby in the corner. Right there. Just ripping it out. I mean, everybody's like, "That's like Iguodala." I was like, "Nope, that's not like Iguodala." Iguodala. There's been plenty of guys in the NBA that have ripped it out of other people's hands. So let's not let's not immediately go. I hate when people do that stuff. Uh, all right. What do you think for the forecast this week? Uh, real quick, what do you think the record is? The rest four at home here, uh, Atlanta, Detroit, Orlando, you're probably thinking, oh, that's easy wins. But, you know, we know with the Warriors and they got Phoenix. That's actually Tuesday the following week, but we'll kind of make it a four-gamer. Think they go 8-0? What's the, what do you think the, rec- the home stand is? Where do you think that we get a loss maybe? I think they'll lose one. I lean towards Phoenix, but I don't know which one they'll lose. I just think they'll end up 22-19, and 19, I believe, at the end of this homestand. Uh, and I think they'll go 3-1 and one the rest of the way. I'd lean to Phoenix being the loss just because they kind of struggle with Phoenix. Yeah, they, I don't know. We'll see. I think they end up going 4-0 on the, the homestand. I think they finish out 4-0. Uh, I think that – I feel like the, the the only one I can see them, like, maybe pulling out another squeakers against Orlando – I can see Orlando and their size kind of giving the Warriors a little, they'll be motivated. I would think maybe coming in home, but we'll see what happens. And that's the, that's kind of the game that I'm kind of interested in seeing actually in that Orlando matchup because the Warriors don't have that much size and we'll see. Like, I, I think Wiggins is supposed to be back against Detroit possibly. I think that's what it was. So uh, whenever it's bobblehead, it's funny how guys come back for their bobblehead if they've been out for a long time. It's almost like they yeah. circle it on the calendar. They're like, it's you know it's almost like they had it planned like a month and a half ago. <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> come back there like two weeks ago, and they're like, and Steve Kerr's like, they're like, well, you're your bobblehead, you know, a couple January fourth. Why don't we just wait till then? <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I just always I see it all the time with baseball too. Like, I, mean, I don't get it. So that makes sense. To me. Uh, all right, the funny coincidence. I don't know. Just coming. It's Warriors right now in the ninth seed. There. All right, let's hit the NBA here real quick. We'll take a break at the NFL here. All right. A little give and go segment here. Uh, unless you got something else on the Warriors you want to get into, I think we hit on them. Adam. No, I think we're good. All right, give and go here. What's got our attention from them? You know what the hell's caught my attention away from that being this guy in freaking Dallas that is going absolutely berserk. I mean, are you kidding me right now with the way he's playing? Uh, oh, little show. What's up, Keisha? What's up, man? How are we doing there? Yeah, uh, guy for Thanks joining for us. In. Yep, appreciate it. Uh, what do you think there with Luca going off this week? You know what I mean? Like, I don't mean just like your average. Like, I was looking up historical. Like, he's up there with like Kobe's streak, Wilt Chamberlain. Like, you know, just guys' names that are just ridiculous. Um, you know, what are, what's your thoughts of that? I mean, he scored fifty points in three of his last like six games, I believe, and then he had thirty-five and thirty-two in the other two. There's he's just, his last he's on another level right now. I don't, I don't know how you slow him down. I thought it was funny when Greg Popovich said. We'll hold him under 50, and he got to 50. He, he just seems unguardable. I don't know what you do. At, throw at him. I mean, they have enough suiting around him to, where you can't just play a triangle in two. I don't, he seems pretty tough to guard right now. And his usage rate is off the charts. It's like, 
I don't think he's going to slow down either. I mean, the man is like carrying the ball like 38% of the time. I don't see how he's going to be slowing down on anything like that. See if I had something. Uh, I I mean, and the other thing too with them that's ridiculous is when he is that he goes at such a a, a slow pace. What was the tweet you said? Two fat white guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he does. He goes at such a slow pace. Like, and that's the thing is like, and he's, I was thinking about this and this would be my next, this would be my question kind of going here is will his career mirror LeBron or Harden? And the reason I bring that up is because I immediately, and I don't mean comparison like them as players necessarily, but like I can kind of see their career paths going either way in that direction. Like young LeBron, right? Like dominant player didn't have like necessarily all these surrounding pieces around him in Cleveland. I wouldn't say Dallas has all these surround. They might have better players than Cleveland did at that time. You could argue that probably, you know, maybe, but that's where I feel. Or does he kind of go down that Harden path you know what I mean? Where he ends up like kind of going to another team uh, a little earlier in his career, and which he probably won't. And then he ends up kind of setting more records, but not winning like LeBron has been able to do as he's gone. I don't know. I like, I'm not, what do you think? What, what do you think? The I'm not comparing necessarily Harden and LeBron, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. kind of that path of uh, their directions here. And they're two of the highest usage rate guys. Of yes. That's the other thing. And they just, I get your, I, I mean, it's hard to say someone's going to be like LeBron and get four tips. Like, I'm not predicting that for Luka. I think it's more Harden. Like, yeah, I think it's Harden. He he just – it's a lot of pick and roll. He's unstoppable. Like Harden, he's a bigger body, and he has surprising athleticism when he needs it. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, like he dunks on people, and you're like, wow, I didn't know he had that in him. And he does it pretty regularly. Not regularly, but a couple times a game. Or night game. It'll be, it'll be interesting this year in the playoffs, though, like whose matchups are, because we, he's still tossing it out to guys like Bullock. Who, yeah, he can get off in like three weeks, but he can also get ice cold. So, I don't know. That's the thing with Dallas that still scares me. But, I mean, you look look at that last five game. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's 60, 21, and 10. You can thank the Knicks for that when they get in the record books on that. The overtime – <laughs> that he gets into the shot that the sh- even and the clutch shots too. That's the thing with them as well. Like, you know, it just has that step back shot. That's nasty. All right. Next one here I got. Hold on. Like, yeah, Hold yeah, on. yeah. Let me as far as catching my attention. Have you watched Jeremy Shoshin shoot free throws? The guy from the Spurs? <laughs> yes. I love it. I love an NBA player who's willing to take a one-handed free throw if you're shooting forty two percent from the line. Like do something different. Don't just keep going out there and Taking this ugly forty-two percent free throw shooting. Who's the other one you remember doing it from the Orlando Magic? Do you remember he was the Chuck famous? Uh, no, you had the, he wore goggles. He put them on his head. He had a shaved head. Do you remember of it? Bo Outlaw. Bo Outlaw. Bo Outlaw. The one I had. He got got creative at the end there. All right. Uh, is Jokic the easiest player to play with in the NBA? That you know, and what I mean by that is like. He's, he's, he's a big guy, right? The average is nine and a half assists. And I feel like he's basically just a quarterback out there when he's played uh, basketball. Like, I mean, if you played on his team and you had any athleticism, I mean, that would be the, he, he'd have to be the most fun guy to play with. You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine a team also with him and Curry on it together? Just like, you know, I mean, the combination of them on offense would be just ridiculous. Like the creativity your other teammates would have and the space they would have. But that's a whole other discussion. What do you think about that comment there? Me just kind of, you know, just watching him. I think he has to be just because of his screening ability as well. Like just getting a hand from this what about big, big body. Like, you know, you might be a space. That hard stomach. That hard stomach. He gets to <laughs> <laughs> the biggest compliment you've ever given to that man in his life. Uh, yeah, he, 
He has to be. I, I mean, who, who else do you put on that list? Like Durant for spacing and just not being a ball hog. Yeah. Curry. Yeah, I think it's a joke. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I heard on a podcast somebody compared him like not necessarily compared him bird and magic, but like his passing ability and stuff like that, just the creativity and stuff. And for me, you know me, my favorite thing that he is like a big man that could pass. Like, and that's why they're like, and the fact that how can you not? And the thing that's gonna be interesting this year is we just brought up Luca's numbers, right? Is he gonna be able? Like the MVP race is actually this year gonna be interesting because Jokic, if he puts up like the same numbers, which he's kind of currently on to do, right? And then their team gets the one seed, and he got the MVPs the last couple of years. I don't know. Like, is he going to win three in a three in a year? Why not? It's just kind of a weird debate. So we'll see what happens there with Denver. All right, let's go to your give and go for the week here. Uh, <laughs> you want to explain? Just this comedy. The Pistons. Franz Wagner goes out or kind of blocks out Killian Hayes into his bed. Killian Hayes throws like a backhanded bud. And then all hell breaks loose, and then the PA announcer takes over, and it's just strictly comedy. It's like, remain in your seats, or you will be arrested. <laughs> like, when was the malice in the palace? They still having, like, flashbacks every time there's a fight or a scuffle. <laughs> remain in your seats. You will be, you will be arrested. On the spot. It's, 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 I just was watching it and I just started laughing when I heard the announcement in the back. I think, my God, the malice of the palace had an impact in Detroit. Uh, Little Caesar's Palace. What, you, what could you say? That was always called out Little Caesar's Palace. That was, <laughs> no, that was hilarious. That was a nice little punch to the head there. You can't get those Australians upset. Man. Like, get upset. <laughs> it was like a little backhanded. Like... Yeah. Was it German versus Australia there? Is that what that was? Fraud versus <laughs> Australia? Uh, all right. Hey, we did a quick little international team thing. I don't want to spend too much on it. I think we have the same teams, but I thought it was interesting looking at the top players, like how good like the international teams you know, if you took like the you know your whatever your five best international players and your five best US players like pretty stacked teams there like the only difference we had there was uh is I have uh, Siakam in there and I have Jalen Brown over uh over Kawhi. Kawhi that's the only difference I have there but like I think that was something that was kind of interesting to look at this week was just like how different that you know just how different that was in that and that aspect like how good the international players are finally are. You can look at Luka, Giannis, and Jokic, and you're like, damn, that, those are like three of the best players in the league, maybe not the three best. You know what I mean? You can make that argument yeah. anyways. So Durant would obviously have a di- something different to say. Um, all right, real quick, uh, anything you want to add to that? I just yeah, my, big, yeah my, my biggest takeaway is all the bigs are from out of the United States. Like, it, like Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, the three best anyway. And then the U.S., you're like, oh, let's take our best five. And it's, like, impossible to find a seven yeah. that you're like, yeah, I want that guy on my five. Like, we both went very small. And it's not like LeBron at 40. I'm, I'm a little worried against this team. I think we're <laughs> – you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think this – I think the international team kind of would have them at some regard. Right, yeah, because they're so much bigger. Well, you have Jokic, too. And we get, I mean, Sabonis was a tricky one, but you can't have that many big. Um, yeah. That would be a little – I – you have SGA on there. He was the other one I thought of on there as well um, to put on the team as well. Morant would probably was kind of maybe on the list as well there, but uh, I kind of stayed there with it. Uh, I thought Brown. I don't know. I just feel like he deserves a little bit more respect, so I thought I'd put him on there. All right. Let's go to it. Yeah, everybody says NBA starts on Christmas Day. Is that just a myth? What do, we, what do you think of that one? <laughs> I don't think that's true. I, look at the Warriors last year. They started off like 18-2 and two and then coasted the rest of the way, and that was all before Christmas. Like, they built that lead and then this sort of – Yeah, no, I hear So, you like, that. if you get off to a good start, it doesn't start – I mean, as far as fans go, 
the storylines don't start till Christmas. Yeah, that's the thing. Though, and the and the, we'll get into that a little bit later with the with the standees part of it. What do you think though? Uh, with the NBA standings here, a quick little look at it. You got the Nuggets in first place in the West. You got the Celtics uh, first place in the East. The Warriors jumped to ninth place. We talked about that. Well, they're in that playing the game. Uh, we got that. Kings, they 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 continue to win. Uh, our guy, the Red Rocket, he hits a three there to win the game for the Kings. They're, they, they're still in the five seed. Talked about Luka, though. He's in that four seed. I mean, if he gets the high – I mean, if he gets number one, obviously he's probably winning that MVP like we talked about. And the, the Pelicans, you know, they continue to play well. And then, of course, the Grizzlies, we talked about them where they'll finish. They're only one game out, and they beat the Pelicans last night. Actually destroyed them for the most part in the second half. Uh, actually more late third quarter into the fourth. Adams had a big game for them, but – I don't know anything to stand out, kind of like for the Western Conference here after Christmas, and like kind of that theory about it, uh, about it starting there. It kind of seems like a changing of the guard, but like not changing of the guard because other team, like Phoenix, hasn't been there forever. But like the yeah. Warriors are down lower. We got Denver, who's normally in the middle of the pack, and then New Orleans, Memphis, all young, and Dallas, all very young teams that in the West anyway. And then in the East, it's just how fast Brooklyn's shot up the standing they went 12 in a row and they just like i wouldn't want to play. i think they're the best team in the east just with durant and kyrie you got two guys that are basically you can't guard and then uh, utah falling to 10. danny Ainge yeah. is doing a brilliant job of going back in for the victor victor what but not but sweet i like that the victory well done say his name as well Three teams, the Rockets, the Pistons, and Hornets, all have 10 wins. They're in real line with it. The, but you said the Spurs make a charge to get it as well. Uh, it'll be interesting. They did, it was funny yesterday on the Let's Be Real. They had a, they were doing a point. They did a little segment yesterday on most overrated players. And just right off the top of the head, I was curious to ask you. I'm not sure if you watched that that part of their show. But I was going to ask you, who do you, you know? I'm, I, didn't, did I didn't even ask you to be prepared for this. Just real quick, who do you have as most overrated player? In the NBA? In the NBA. Contrast all like with all that. Do you have a player? I'm just curious. Over a man, and uh, if you don't have one, that's fine. So I'll tell you they have, but uh, I have no idea. I don't have one. So for me, they had they had Bradley Beal, and I think Beal has to. We've talked about that before, but he's not even the they're not even the playing game right now, right? I go Zach Levine. At this point. Zach Levine. I and remember a couple of years ago, you'd rather have him than Booker. You were not the GM yeah. of that team. You're fired no, now. Thank, thank God. God. <laughs> Dude, thank God. Dude, thank God. Um, all right. Those are our give it goes for the week. Little standings update, and also the East, like I said, continues to be pretty deep this year. So, um, all right. Why don't we before we take a little uh, little break here? Well, I said we'll take a quick break. Um, I want to give a little shout out to our sponsor here, Row One Brand. Go follow them. Uh, at cool stub use the code vsp15 get 15 percent off uh at fault off fitted anything in the art gallery there uh, i got a little comment here tyler from p shark our guy zach levine was on my list too if i uh, if i didn't choose at michael yep that's a good choice great as well. minds think alike <laughs> so hey dude i found that fascinating too that we talk mpg mpg uh, the guy in the Warriors was PBJ. He, he said he had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for the first time, and he's 19. I was like, Mike, for the first time in your life? I was like, that can't be true. I'm pe- yeah, really? I have you been eating good? I don't like who hasn't had a PB and J? I hate jelly, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know anyone who hasn't had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at some point. Somebody had him on a healthy diet from the get-go, I guess, over there, right? They, had about get, they were ready to go from the go. I was like, that's just some of that stuff. Blows my, it's like when people say, I haven't seen snowfall yet. It's like what the look they give me when I say that. It's kind of what you said right there. Um, all right. Hey, let's keep it moving here. Uh, 
NFL NFL part of the show here. Let's get to the Raiders Diners a little bit. We talked to NFL. Our guy P Shark, if he's still with us a little bit, he he tweeted me uh, this week. He's like, "Are you, the Raiders gonna do their job and win this week, basically, so his Titans can get a better pick?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was right. like, I feel bad for his Titans, man. They went seven and three after they beat the or the Packers, or seven and four, and they're just just hit rock bottom. Willis has does not seem to be the guy right there, but we'll see what happens time-wise. They don't have their weapons at all at receiver, so it's kind of maybe completely hard to judge them. I don't know. We'll see with that. With that. So, uh, but I think my Raiders will not do the part, and they will not win this Sunday. I don't think they'll. they'll I do not think they'll do you any favors. Uh, so Raiders Niners. It's funny that with that they meet this week because they obviously the Raiders used to be in Oakland, so this used to be to me a much bigger game, like much bigger game uh, for that little period of time. What's your kind of just initial thoughts of the matchup? Does it mean anything, D? Like when you hear those names, does it does it still kind of seem seem special in some regards? Or was when you the Raiders never really that special in that regard? No, I think it's a big game. I I know that like all my Raider. I mean, you're a little different than most of them. Still, are diehard Raider fans. You are too, but you just yeah. kind of are sick of them and over them for all the <laughs> losing and all the calluses you have over your body from the tough losses. But they want this game. They'd love to be able to at least say we beat you so you can't talk that much you can't say anything to us we beat you like yeah so i think it means something as far as the las vegas like yeah that changes the whole dynamic because this was the 60 percent attendance of niners fans and yeah you brought that up that would never happen in oakland no that's ridiculous that ever happened i was looking at some of the i was thinking about the preview too like there's something about like when certain teams uniforms match up too and it's not like when these teams like this when their unisorms go together. Like there's something there's something magical about it. That's that's the thing. There will not be magic today on the field, as my guess. But we'll go there. I I think the Raiders. Let's get into their part of it. Hold on, before you go, that yeah. as far as this rivalry thing goes, they made it so the Raiders and Niners couldn't play in the preseason because there was always fights and like <laughs> violence in the parking lot. There was they one guy in 2004 got shot. Uh, for wearing yeah. an F the Niners shirt. Yeah, Niners Nobody shot anybody. We just beat you up, throw you in the urinal. You guys shot us. Welcome to the tender line. Uh, yeah. I was with Brian so, the last time he was here and he, he wore a, shot, a shirt that said, like, let's something F the Rams or something. I was like, my gosh, what's going to happen? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to die out here. Uh, no, I hear you. That, that is a big rivalry. And I think it really is. Like, especially when you go looking at the history with the Raiders. Niners part of it, like I was looking back at some of the ga- like the games I remember that one in two thousand, where Rich Gannon throws the, the the touchdown to Tim Brown in overtime. That was a good matchup. And then yeah, my, favorite, my favorite one, even though we freaking lost the game, was in Oakland the year we made the Super Bowl. We were on a it was actually we actually started the season four and zero, the Raiders. Then they actually lose four in a row. And the fourth game they lost was to the Niners in Oakland, where uh, it goes to overtime. But but for, for it to go into overtime, Jose Cortez. I don't know if you remember that kicker. No, how missed, can I forget? He missed a twenty like eight yard field goal. And when I say missed it, I mean like one of the worst missed. Like it was like Ohio goals. State last night. Yeah, like, like the Ohio State yards. one. At least this was from fifty freaking yards. This guy was from twenty nine. That you guys ended up winning in overtime, anyways. But we made the Super Bowl, and got destroyed, and the franchise has been crap ever since. But with that said, that was our last memory with it. And I looked at the other ones, and there was you guys are just basically dominated. But seven and seven is the history. So today, a lot on the line. Who will go eight and seven in the history of the Niners Raiders matchup? So, uh, what do you think about Carr being benched a little bit? I mean, we've been talking about it from the beginning. I, your brother had an interesting tweet, or uh, he, he had an interesting comment yesterday in your podcast where he's like, anybody that blames Carr, right? I think he said Carr is at fault, but he said if anybody that just blames Carr, basically he's an idiot. 
you know, I mean, it's also McDaniel's fault. It's the organization's fault. And I got to agree with him and the sense of that he hasn't been necessarily put in the best position career path wise to succeed. You're not, you don't usually, you know, the way he started his career is nothing bad. He, he right, right off the bat, he wins the job against Matthew Schaub, right? Right off the bat. He wins I thought it was Matt Flynn. Or Matt, I think it was Matt Schaub he wins it against. Matt Flynn. I, I think Matt Flynn I think it was Matt Flynn. They signed Matt Flynn from Seattle. And then so you're trained. telling me Matt Flynn lost the job to Russell Wilson and he lost it to yes. All right. I, I, think it, I thought it was Matt. Well, you're right. It was Matt Flynn. You're right. It mm. was. I was thinking Matt Schaub the year But anyways, uh, you're right. He does win it for him. So uh, he, he takes over that and he's kind of had an easy little start there with like to get the job right he didn't necessarily have somebody waiting in front of him that was really good he had Matthew Flynn waiting in front of him <laughs> but he he does lose multiple offensive coordinators along the way he loses multiple head coaches along the way he has a team move he has a coach fired for emails he has a player get arrested for you know in his whole you know for killing somebody in a car accident uh He's not necessarily had like stability in that regard, and he's been stable for those nine yards, nine years. But to me, nine years is still nine years. And if you're a really good quarterback, I just feel like you'll show more than just that one 2016 season where he was top three in the MVP. I feel like that if that was true, he would he would have had more seasons like where he was top fifteen MVP. Even. And I just don't see him like in that. He's ha- and he's holds Raider records like up the wazoo. But I don't know. Like this just don't mean everything to me. And I just. I don't necessarily think we have a better option. I don't know if Stimmons a better option. I mean, he just took his ball and went home basically this week. So I don't know. Like to me, it's just, it's time to move on. Yeah. I, I think Derek Carr's career mirrors Carson Wentz. And no Carson way. Wentz He's better than Wentz, don't you think? No, I don't. I, I mean, they both had that MVP season, got hurt, and then they haven't been that great since. They've been mediocre quarterbacks. But Wentz, I think the difference is Wentz didn't get that shot in Philly still. Like when he, you know what I mean? Like Wentz never got one place just to be there. Like Carr, like got that. I know. And I think that's a credit to Philadelphia. They moved on from him and look where they're at now. They didn't like stick around and wait nine years to see what they're going to get. So like that's who I would compare Carr to. Yeah, that's that's a good comparison actually. No, that's. that's, It's just. Yeah. It's. Fault solely? No, he. I think he has like the second worst points per game against in a career, like defensive points given up. So like he's not getting help on the defensive side of the ball. He just got what was that last two game against ago. Pittsburgh. It's so frustrating. He's like, like three chances to get a first down to win the game. Basically, you can't even do like that part. Like to me, just like, uh it's like I don't know. It's just like I can't do it. Yeah, he, he was thinking once too. That's what we call great minds. Things alike, I guess. Yeah, right there. Like so, I yeah, there. Well, on fire this morning there. Uh, I got you. No, I, I, no, that makes sense. Wentz just didn't get that, that, I guess, that as long a shot in that uh, car did in one spot. But you're right. They both got hurt early in that regards. And that, and the thing with, they're both kind of like turnover prone. Yes. <laughs> they like, constantly intercepted. My Derek Carr favorite one from a couple weeks ago, the floater McGee and then oh my God. I don't know what that still to this day was one of the one of the worst positions. Yeah, like, you mentioned the Steelers game. That throw to end the game was pathetic. He had red throw wide open in the middle if he just threw it to oh, his right, but he threw it over his other shoulder and then right to whoever he threw it to on the Steelers. Merry Christmas. Yeah. And I, I knew they were gonna lose. I mean that's the thing again. Uh again, just draft seventy five linebackers. That's all I want. Just draft linebackers. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, the Niners. Any concerns there? You guys were on freaking fire. You're just kind of feeling good, hands up, ready to roll. Me and got P Shark team struggling just vitally. He has no quarterback play. I have 
hot rod Stidman up there today going about it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got going on? You got Bosa player of the year probably. What do you think? I'm not too concerned. I mean, I just want to see Purdy play from behind. I mentioned it on the TMB podcast every Saturday morning. You should check us out on the Variety Sports Network. Um, that's my biggest concern is just if Purdy can play from behind in a big game. Not the, like the Raiders or Cardinals are a big game. But in the playoffs, I think they'll be behind and they're going to have to do something. So I'd like to see him before they get to the playoffs have to play from behind. Yeah, no, for sure. And I agree with P Shark too about Tannehill. Yeah, Tannehill, they're all in that same class, right? They just can't win. Yeah. Like, they need more. That's why I always said, like, Carr, like, isn't even Matt Ryan. That's why I always said Matt Ryan at least, like, got to other levels of that part of it. You know what I mean? He, like, man, that's uh, that was always my comparison. But after this year, I'm like, man, I, I, I overshot. He's not Matt Ryan. At all. <laughs> yeah, at least Matt. So Matt Ryan at least blows games. He at least gets in the record. Games. All right. Um, so, anyways, we looked at the history of the game. Was there one like player or game that stood out? We talked a little about this, but just a moment in the Raiders history rival that kind of like just the image that you remember. You mentioned it. I think it's the overtime game when Gannon threw the touchdown to Tim Brown and the way it got there. I remember in the in the overtime. I remember in the overtime, Gannon they settle for a field goal on third down, and Gannon they miss, and Gannon oh. just rips in the. Oh, so was that, it Gruden oh, at the time? It was Gruden, yes. And does. just rips into Gruden. And then the Niners go 10, 10 plays, 56 yards, and miss a field goal again. And like, blocked, block, 29 blocked blocked. A field goal. Yeah. It's a field goal blocked. And then Gannon just throws a touchdown to Tim Brown to end it, and he's just celebrating. And it, it was a tough loss at the time. It's, but it's, it's funny how you remember. I moved on, I promise. That's the one I did. That's the one I remember. But I, it's funny how you always remember the negatives as a sports fan. I remember my, the image of my dad watching that Monday night game where Rice breaks the record. That's the one I remember. There's still Los Angeles Raiders at that time, though. Um, all right. So that was our, that's kind of our Raiders thing there. Niners, not a big game, I would say, this week, unless you're a Titans fan. <laughs> well, help. If we, help, if we win today, Mike, that's going to be the upset of the day of the year. Um, all right. Show me team players of the week. What do you got here? Week 17. Who's got to step up? Who's got to like, you know, show Tyler. Got a little, uh, got a little cojones this week. What do you got? I was going to go Dolphins but with the two uh, concussion stuff. I'm going the Buccaneers. I want to see Tom Brady step up, get into the playoffs, beat the Cowboys in the first round. So I think it's Tom Brady. Got to, or not Tom Brady, the Buccaneers. I have a player that I'll, my player is Aaron Rodgers. I'm going the veteran quarterbacks. Do you guys want to be in the playoffs or do you want to sit and watch? We haven't had a playoffs without Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers in a long time. And I want to see how they react to having the. I like, the, I like, I like Tom Brady. How can you imagine a playoff without Tom? I mean, the Panthers, that's kind of an interesting game, actually, today. I, I, it, it won't be interesting in terms of watching, but. No. <laughs> when I look at that box score. score at the end of the game, it'll, no, I'm just kidding. it'll be a, you know, basically just don't give the Bucks the chance to win at the end. That's the recipe to beat them. For how bad the for how bad the Buccaneers offense isn't it crazy that Tom Brady's like fourth in passing yards this season? It seems like they can't move the ball at all. I, I, just, I don't know. I, I saw that. Like, what the hell is going on a, here? A lot of six yard dump All right, I got uh, I I got Eagles and I got Joe Burrow. The reason I have the Eagles is because a lot of people are talking about their injuries, right? And we got Lance. Uh, they got their left tackle out. Out. Hurts, I believe, is still out. Unless I'm I didn't read uh, He's still out. They have, I know they have a few other players out as well, um, and key players. Like your left tackle is a pretty key player to your offense. Like you know, I think it's the right tackle, a right tackle, but the end. Sorry, I, you're right, right tackle. But it's a very vital part of your offense usually to have that part protected. Not as important maybe as the left tackle, but still very important. Um, 
don't know. I, I just kind of want to see them put a fork into the season basically as the number one seed against the Saints today. The Saints are desperate, right? If they win, it's still a big game for them. They're still in it. Their offense is brutal. They should blow them out. They lost to the Cow- They lost to the Cowboys last week. It, I always find it fun to see a team that's been on a run and then when they lose to see how they respond. So that's why they're my show me team of the week, uh, just to kind of like get a little bit more perspective. Kind of how you talked about the Niners a little bit. Uh, well, even if they get behind, you want to see Purdy O'Meter, see if he can come back a little bit. So that's kind of where it yeah. is. And then my show me player is Joe Burrow. And the reason it's Joe Burrow, same reason that kind of for the Eagles, they're already he's a good player. But show me that you can also like, if you can beat jo- Josh Allen too the same season and Mahomes and beat Mahomes last year in the AFC Championship game. And that cigar will be smoked quite a bit. And I, I just say, like, he puts himself right up there in the MVP race. He wins, he wins the Monday night, right? Or no, Sunday. Sunday. Oh, uh, so that's kind of – those are my two as well. Uh, I also had Rodgers and Geno against the Jets kind of show me something. And the Broncos. <laughs> I had them as just – what a pathetic camera last week. So those are my uh, – show me anything else you got with them? Uh, yeah, Bur- as far as Burrow goes, yeah, yeah, he's right in the MVP race if he can beat Josh Allen this week. And just to go back like seven weeks when they played the Browns on Monday Night Football and Jamar Chase was out, I was like, man, this offense is just absolutely pathetic without Jamar Chase. And then he carried them and played unbelievable. And now Chase is back and he didn't skip a beat. So, Bill's Bengals is very intriguing. Oh, that's a real, to me, that's a, the Bengals are like that new team almost. Like, it's, it's kind of easy to pick them. You know, they're kind of like the Niners. You can start, it's like, well, we, we you can see that happening, right? Like they're both on fire, but NFL doesn't usually have a way of working out like that. So we'll kind of see how the NFL plays out cover the playoffs. I also had the Giants versus the Colts. You cannot lose to the Colts. <laughs> it could not happen. And then the Panthers as well. I kind of want to see their coach keep their job. They've been playing so well under him. So I'd like to if they win today against the Bucks. Man, talk about a big win for a coach and a team. He'll be hired probably right there on the spot. Um, all right. Let's get to what people are really here for. No, Winners and losers of the week brought to you by SeatGeek. Uh, I got a funny story I'll bring up next week, or maybe about SeatGeek. I was at, I had a family a fun, uh, Thanksgiving for Christmas dinner and got a, got a story about SeatGeek and a Metallica concert. So I'll maybe I'll bring that up next week. It's quite a long story. So I'll bring it up. It's very, it's very interesting. It involves, <laughs> involves trying to win tickets from Metallica, apparently. And I've never seen Metallica. But yes, Tyler, with that said, who do you got for your winner and losers of the week? Or just give me your winner if you want. Uh, we mentioned it earlier but it's Jokic and Luka just having two fat white men being the two best players in the NBA as far as numbers goes this it's an interesting like are they really the two best maybe maybe not but no, just, no. they're the two leaders in the club you thought, I thought you thought KD though I'm probably not having KD on this list. Well, I do have KD. I'm <laughs> the best player in the league but I can't go three weeks in a row with KD and be my winners as much as I'd love to uh that's funny all right uh so you got that i i got i got a nfl christmas day ratings i mean are they gonna blow out the nba now they basically the nba used to take over christmas day like right that was like kind of the initial start but now like i can see christmas day i heard other people bring it up like next year it'll be on monday so that'll be an easy one for them but then it'll be on like tuesday like they're probably gonna have it no matter what on any day their their ratings were like for the for like the worst football game you can imagine think of rams and broncos they still got like 23 million people and for like the best basketball game, you got 4.5 million or something like 4.6, maybe a little bit higher. It's like NFL's gonna take over that day. Like it just it's just what's gonna happen. Like like a Tuesday, who cares? They're gonna play on a Wednesday, who cares? Like I guarantee they play on Christmas Day no matter what, every year now. 
I hope they don't do that. Tuesdays are tough. You can't. I, the I, NFL I, doesn't I mean, work like that. They're not like, oh, Tuesdays are tough. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna get lawsuits again, and if they want to deal with that, if they're having them play on Tuesdays. Well, they already had the Cowboys and Titans play a ridiculous Thursday night game this late in the season. It was like a preseason game, basically. Those games, it felt like. But you know, like the Cowboys were out there, kind of like felt like they were playing like that. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't seem like they, they had that. Yeah, I mean, the Titans started lashing with Dobbs for crying out loud. They weren't trying to win. That can't be good. I didn't um, see that way. So we got, I got the winner of the week that, and then I, I could just to keep the my streak going with maybe. Be, not sad. Not a good thing that people have passed away. I gotta go Pele, right? Shout out him. And then I found out last night Barbara Walters passed away a couple of days ago. I was not aware of this as well. So uh, I got a shout out on her legs as well. But shout out, to my, shout out to my mom there. I know she used to watch the view. And what was it 2020? She was on her prime. What was that? Like 2020. Yes, Barbara Walters. Yeah. All right. So that, those are the shout out there. Uh, the only fun, the fun fact I remember about Barbara Walters. It's funny the things you remember about people. I don't remember much. But I remember her story that she said she's never got a license in her life. So that was the one thing I remember. I remember <laughs> never got a driver's license, Barbara Walters. I love, I love the uh, – who's the funny guy that we both I guess when you have a lot of money and you can chauffeur people around, you just – people chauffeur you around. Who's the comedian that died last year that was your favorite comedian? Oh, Norm McDonald? Yeah, Norm McDonald going yeah. on The View and just talking about the Clintons and <laughs> so bad. It was, it was a classic clip. Well, he just likes YouTube. to ruin segments, so that's what the Yeah, exactly. It was very funny. <laughs> Barbara. That, that and watching Barbara just squirm in her chair. Hilarious. What's the loser of the week for you? Oh, gosh. The referees of the college football game. I have no anything in the oh? i don't know what a, i don't know what a targeting is i don't know what an unnecessary roughness is uh, i don't know what a touchdown is how'd they take away the michigan touchdown like he bobbled it he didn't catch it cleanly and i, I just i don't know what the rules are and are you glad they didn't call that one at the end that would have been such a weird penalty to call at the end it looked like targeting to me he just flings the ball like just like a pickup play if you've ever had one it's just like the guy it didn't look like targeting though i wrote like it i wrote it like that looks like targeting. Like it probably would have been targeting on, on October seventeenth or whatever. That exactly. That and that's my biggest frustration. Just call the game out. You call it all year. Don't change your like. Uh, yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely true. Well, the Big Ten. Throw that in there. Big Ten are the big losers. Stop <laughs> coughing over there, man. What are you doing? You're gonna put you up. Uh, uh, are, are you saying that's what Michigan and Ohio State did? They coughed it up. I get it. All right. I got you. You're making sense, but yeah, uh, there you go. that kick was we talked about. That was well the worst effort. So we've we've seen that. Like, I like how Hurst Street tried to make it sound better too, where it's like, yeah, you know, it's like a golf show. The guy before it's like a golf strike. You can't get a nice running start there. You kick it along. I was like, that was. I think I was like, maybe I. I don't know if I could have gave a better effort, but I could have kicked it just as bad. I know that on that part of it there for sure. Uh, Michigan really coughed it up. They're the ones that had that. They just. You can't throw two pick sixes in a game like that to everyone like that. Yeah. And that's your, uh, back to the targeting. That would have been one of the most controversial calls of all time. That game back to get it. They're like, it just was, it would have been one of the, those. Games. Isn't that, but isn't that like the, how they draw, take a picture and go, this is what targeting looks like. <laughs> like his head was down. He uh, only on October 17th. Yes. On October 17th. Not on the national final. All right. I got loser of the week. It's funny you have uh, usually usually you don't like to rip officials, but I got loser of the week. You know me, I do like to rip officials. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. I gotta go to the NFL. This last week, couple weeks they had. I mean, you talk about some just bad. Like we never talked about that Commanders one. That one was ridiculous against the Giants on Sunday night. I we were doing the talk oh, the yeah. but I went back and watched it. 
like he looks over at him like three times and the guy's like every both time he's like he was like ready he's like he's ready he's like, nope all right it looks so he's like, no i'm ready to throw it like i was like what this guy was excited to throw that flag he was fired up to throw it like that was a weird deal to begin with so you have that one and then as much as i like the raiders beating the patriots in that game i don't know how they called our guy in bounds on that one his foot was like out of bounds it looked like to me the raiders were oh beating. yeah I don't know. And then you have, the, and then of course you always have the ones with uh, the sacks, right? Always the sacks, the pillows. You got to get the guys down there with the pillows down there with it. And then you got the pre- the Prescott one, right? That one was just ridiculous. So he met P Shark right on the spot, mentioned right. The game definitely gave, and that was <laughs> well that happened there. So that that was just ridiculous. Some of the calls there. I just don't understand the, some of the officiating. And then the Lazard fine, right? He gets fined last week for pancake. He gets fined like ten thousand for pancaking somebody, and like kind of pointing on him after, like he did it. Basically, it's like, are you kidding me? Like the the officiating right now. So, you talk about the NFL, no fun league. My goodness, some of these calls the the ones with the sacks are to me like I get it too. Like you don't want the head injuries, but my goodness, some some of them are just bad. Uh, just a quick fun fact that has nothing to do with what you said, but it has to do with refereeing. Just on the Warriors' part, and people, yeah. the Warriors have given up the most free throws all year and taken the least, and they have the most technicals. I don't want to hear about them getting a favorable whistle. It's just it, – it blows my mind. When people, and, like, you're not watching the Warriors, man. <laughs> and they're the defending champs. I'm not saying you should get a favorable whistle for that, but you shouldn't get a worse whistle. I like how it all came back to the Warriors. I like, <laughs> I like how we thought we took a Fujini all the way back to the Warriors. Six technicals. Are you kidding me? We talked about that earlier. We don't want to say. So, uh, yeah, so that's good. Yeah, so your loser of the week is that I have the officials. And then I just real quick, I just threw out the Correa's medical records. The, the man is cannot buy the contract. Correa's medical records, loser of the week. Is 350 million. Then he got 312 from the Mets, and he can't sign a contract. He's going to be with the A's shortly for 500,000. I can feel it. One year, 500,000. That's when he'll be with the A's. So, loser of the week, those medical records uh, as well. Tyler. What do you got, man? That's I think that's our podcast for the week. It's been pretty good. I got one last little thing here. I got, I got to remind uh, if she's still with me. Happy birthday, Bob. Love you. Appreciate you. Happy birthday, uh, Pam. Later today. And there with it. Any last uh, any any New Year's resolutions? Are you uh, you go to go to the gym for three days and then you stop? Or you we played pickup ball? That's that New Year's. No, resolution? that's my my New Year's resolution is to get into basketball. Try and play like. I have a court right across my street outdoors. I just want to go out there and shoot hoops every like once a week. Nothing crazy, but just getting a little better shape, drop a couple pounds. Nothing. I'm not trying to be Mister. You say dunk a couple down. That, 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 yeah. that would be uh, that would be a miracle. I would need to go get stem cells. Uh, you got to get basketball shoes. I think you were running shoes right last time. So I saw you running shoes. Peace Park brings up, is, before we go, do you ever have a, do you ever have that? Like, this is rigged. This is crazy. Are you, uh... Yeah, I'm a Raiders fan. That's all we talk about is <laughs> the conspiracy theories. My whole life was that. That's the whole, that's all I think I heard about was like immaculate reception, the ball at the ground or the guy's shoulder. Yeah, I believe in yeah. that stuff for sure. Yeah. No, and and I, I remember thinking that all the time in football. Like that tuck rule, I'm telling you, you I, people like, but why would they want the Patriots more than the Raiders? The, the Patriots know, but, were not as marketable as the Raiders back then. Like, yeah, but they play. They... A, but it was a, the point. Of the reason is I I believed it, right? Like you believe the NFL hated Al Davis. You believe that, oh, and okay. it was an eighteen. That's, that's point. a good point. And it was just like the fact that they're playing Bill. And I remember being eighteen when that game happened, and I was doing like the prime, like of knowing everything. I was pissed. I I don't remember who played the next day. It was Steelers and somebody the next day at an AFC 
uh, at a divisional game. I remember football being on TV made me sick. So, like, I do believe, like, they are rigged to the point where, like, you know, people can believe that stuff. That's all I think, too. Like, <laughs> I think it's rigged where people can believe it because some of these things play out crazy, right? Like, some of the basketball ones, too, over the years. Those yeah, I think – there's def- I mean, Tim Donahue, it's definitely happened before. Where <laughs> the Kings forever. Things are Every Kings family, though. That was, that was for sure. Kings forever. Overall, that was it. And there's a lot in college football, I know, as well. Yeah. Like, with certain teams, like, stuff like that. Yeah, Miami. Oh, or team, team USA against Russia at the Olympics. All right, look at that. We're, going <laughs> we're sounding like it. We're, we're going to get into Alex Jones. Uh, so anyways, you got your New Year's resolutions there with it. Uh, maybe yeah. mine's not to complain about officials. Maybe that's my New Year's resolution. Go well, on. it makes for a good show. Don't do that. It does. Um, all right, well, I'd say that was a, uh, a good pod for us this week. Tyler, uh, got any last little, little thoughts here? We're going to be doing Talk on the Gridiron. Uh, what, uh, later tonight or maybe Monday morning, it looks like. Uh, again, we kind of pre- we appreciate anybody that's uh, tuned in, checked out our show, uh, been with us the whole time. We appreciate it. First time going live here. Um, so uh, it's been fun. P-Shark, we appreciate you commenting. Yeah, uh, makes you. it fun uh, doing that. Again, him obviously big uh, big reason we're kind of going live and stuff, learning from them with it. So uh, we we'll hope to be doing it. We'll be doing it every Sunday morning. Uh, can't sleep or need to sleep in the morning. Be sure any little little dap little dap sound in the background. Be sure to turn us on there too as well. Uh, but until then, Tyler, have a good week, my friend. Oh, we got happy, one last year, one last time. Happy New Year, fellas. Yes, appreciate it. Uh, appreciate thank it. you for whoever tuned in. I appreciate yep. it. Uh, right, TMB, check out TMB every Saturday morning as well. Yep. All right, guys. Peace. Peace. Later.